Okay, welcome to the consensus from the Georgetown Bipartisan Coalition. I'm Sanjay, and this is our Meet the Board episode. We have the entire board of uh, the Bipartisan Coalition here, and we're going to just say hi to everyone and, and get to know each other a little bit better. Um, we have a series of questions that everyone's going to be answering, um, and I'm going to go first. And for reference, we're recording this after the first episode, long after. Um, so I'm probably going to put it first in the order, but just to just to make sure people are aware of that. Um, okay, yeah. So I'm gonna go first and then we're gonna go from there. Um, but yeah, I've got a series of questions here and, and I'm gonna go through them. All right, so I'm Sanjay. Um, I'm the uh, editor-in-chief of the, of the Consensus and the host of the Consensus podcast. Um, I'm from North Potomac, uh, Maryland. So that's about 30 minutes away from Georgetown um, in, in in Maryland suburbs of DC. I'm um, a sophomore right now, um, class of 2023, in, currently in the college. So I'm doing um, political economy right now in the college, but I'm probably gonna be transferring to the MSB um, in the spring to do finance. Um, in terms of political orientation, so I am, I, you know, I would say I'm like a libertarian, um, but I think, yeah, I think I think uh, technically just sort of the way politics works in the U.S. now, it's not really a viable party. So um, I'm like a very, very, very moderate Republican, uh, like a light, light red Republican. Um, but that just but really, it's it's really just being a libertarian, uh, you know, fiscally conservative and socially liberal. Um, but but yeah, um, in terms of my fall plans. So I am uh, living in D.C. with um, uh, a friend of mine, and, and um, that's kind of what I'm going to be doing this fall. And I'm also, um, you know, doing my five classes and all that, but I'm doing an internship with a financial advisory firm uh, that's kind of, they're transitioning to an investment fund, so they're kind of both right now. Um, but that's what I'm doing, sort of remotely. Um, yeah, a remote internship. Um, and yeah, the last question, oh yeah, two more questions. Uh, quarantine what what hobby does quarantine have me doing right now yeah i would say the hobby is um it's really like losing money on the stock market <laughs> um yeah i've been i've been investing in so my trading is kind of this high risk type stuff um it's like options trading so it's like either you make a lot of money or you lose everything um so that's that's what i've been doing and it's been going okay it's been going okay it's been going not bad yesterday when the market just collapsed from you know no, or this past week from uh, tech stocks going down somehow i made money because i only had like one bank of america option and it killed it so i'm on a high right now from that um <laughs> and uh yeah and my what's my hottest take okay so you know this can be anything you know for everyone answering after this this can be um your hot take can be kind of anything, but mine's going to be political um, just because I have a good number of those. Um, it would probably be that I think most drugs should be illegal, sort of not just um, not just like marijuana, but I mean like most of them. Yeah, mostly because just the way black markets work. I don't think that you can actually really eliminate truly a black market. Um, and in the way that the system works now, you know, people who, who use drugs are basically funding, um, are basically buying 
them through a very terrible system, right? Money is going to sort of cartels that kind of, re, you know, wreak havoc in in um, Latin America. And and I just sort of think that, you know, if you had a, a kind of hype, you know, very regulated, very kind of government approved system uh, to do this, um, you could create that and you could eliminate that market that's kind of just destroying some countries um, and destroying a lot of uh, part, you know, cities in the US, right? I mean, most, most uh, crime, I would say most, um, you know, what you would consider semi-organized crime in the United States is in large part funded by uh, the sale of drugs. And so I think you could, you could end up seeing a huge decrease in that. Um, if you could find a way to kind of regulate it and make it um, almost the way, almost the way we've done it with marijuana, right. In many States that that's kind of, there are, there are companies that grow marijuana and that, you know, are taxed and, and, and sell it and all that. So I don't know, it's just an idea I was thinking of. It's just the sort of a hot take. Um, I'm not like, I could develop it further, but I don't know. This is kind of what I'm thinking. Um, but yeah. Yeah. So, uh, if anyone has a, if you, if TJ, if you want We're to in line when you that. said you're a libertarian, you're really, you went full, you went all the oh, way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I wasn't kidding. I wasn't kidding. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and just for, for all of our listeners at home, uh, we want to remind uh, you that Sanjay is not our policy director. Uh, <laughs> and he does not speak uh, for the club in terms of uh, any no, I don't. Legis- potential legislation that we may want to support one day. I absolutely don't. I'm not involved in that at all. So I can be crazy. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so that's my whole shtick. Um, let me see. All right, Monique, you want to go next? Oh, gosh, I would love to. That is certainly a tough, tough intro to follow. Um, my name is Monique. I am a senior advisor on the GVC board. I have been involved with GVC since my freshman year. Um, I am now a senior in the SFS. Um, I'm originally from Manhattan Beach, California, so it's just south of LA. I am majoring in regional and comparative studies with focus on Africa and Western Europe and a minor in German. And I have studied abroad in Germany and Ghana. Fun facts. Um, In terms of a political orientation, I am a moderate conservative who is currently a little bit frustrated with the Republican Party, but hopeful for the future. Um, fall plans. I am in Georgetown. I have a house by campus. I look at campus every single day, and I am not allowed on campus, which hurts my soul constantly. Um, I am taking six classes, and I am writing my senior thesis. It is on the connections between um, wildlife trafficking and transnational criminal organizations in sub-Saharan Africa. Um, hobbies from quarantine. Honestly, I gotta say, I did not develop any hobbies <laughs> over my time in isolation, which is kind of sad, but I truly, truly didn't. Um, yeah, hot take, I guess, as a conservative, my passion for the environment is often considered a hot take. Um, When I was in elementary school, we had like a class on composting and like we had to report the number of minutes during which we took showers because we were in a severe drought to school. So like I grew up with just some super, super intense um, environmentalism that really got ingrained in me. So I would say that I'm 
very much pro pro environment. Yeah, that's me. Nice, nice. That's awesome. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Mateo, do you want to go next? Absolutely. I'm Mateo Caulfield. I am the treasurer of GBC this year. Last year, I was the secretary. So this is my second year on the board. Very excited to be here. I'm a sophomore in the college studying government and classics. And my political orientation is very similar to Monique's. Um, I am conservative, not the biggest fan of Trump personally. Um, I'm really interested to see where the Republican Party goes after this election. Is it going to stay with the stay aligned with Trump or is it going to go back to normal? On the I side with test, it shows me I have really high marks with John Kasich and Mitt Romney. So that, that's the kind of Republican I am. Um, my fall plans, I'm currently uh, in the D.C. area. I'm in the Georgetown neighborhood um, for the fall. I'm also working on a political campaign. Uh, remotely for my the Illinois 6th district, uh, congressional district. Um, quarantine hobby. So outside of GBC, I am in ROTC. And so through quarantine, I started working out more than before. So that's probably my quarantine hobby. Um, and then my hot take, I think uh, as a conservative, my hot take is that I am not a fan of the death penalty. Um, I think that... Uh, like wrongful convictions happen all the time and institute having a death penalty as like an option, like is too permanent. Like if we, you know, find out that someone was wrongfully convicted, if they've been thrown in jail, we can take them out of jail, but you can't do that with, you can't revive, you can't resuscitate a dead person. Well, you can just not, not usually after a death penalty uh, case. So Wait, okay. I have a question. Sure. Are you- if somebody did commit a crime that they have been charged for, are you then in favor of? The- um, I would be slightly more understanding, but I like still on a moral level, I would prefer that they sat in prison for the rest of their life. Um, okay. Yeah. Just and- a little, a little insider comment for, for our new listeners, everyone who knows Mateo, who's been uh, part of GBC for uh, in previous in, uh, last year uh, is, rolling around in their chair laughing right now at his characterization of this as not a fan of the death penalty. The, uh, this, this is something that comes up uh, on a more or less daily basis with GBC and Mateo. <laughs> I'm, uh, so. I'm generally, I, I'm a very pro-life person, but like in a, I would yeah. like to say a more consistent way than the average Republican. Um, and that's my opinion. Uh, yeah, I was, was going to say, I was going to say, Mateo, I feel like Mateo's pro-lifeness comes up on, yeah, like maybe an hourly basis. Like, I mean, <laughs> every great. time. But it's great because uh, issues like abortion make people uncomfortable, but they're so important to talk about, you know. Um, and I think GBC, you know, is one of the only spaces on campus where you could talk about an issue like that and like be civil about it. So, um, yeah, I, it's, it's a fun issue to, to pick on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Okay. Um, man, I, I really was the one who went out on the limb on the hot take here. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's just doing hot takes like for their party. And I'm like, I could have done that, but like I, I did the brief. I mean, right, you anyway. certainly did with, with, you know, making all drugs legal with, as a, you know, Republican as a model. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's true. No, no, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I'm well, I'm like socially liberal. So it's sort of like, you know, 
It's just when you add up everything, it's kind of, you know, the Republican side kind of wins out like a little. He's bit. not like the other girls. He's fiscally conservative and socially liberal. <laughs> yeah, it's, ours. Kind, it's kind of become like a meme now to become like fiscally conservative and socially liberal. But like, I mean, it's just what it is, you know. I want to meet someone who's like fiscally liberal, but like socially conservative. That's what I want to meet. Uh, In the spirit of friendship, I, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> okay. I got you. All right, TJ, why don't you go up next? Sure. Um, hey, everybody. Uh, my name's TJ McCundin. Um, I'm serving this year as the president of the Georgetown Bipartisan Coalition. Um, uh, I'm, I'm calling in from Plymouth, Massachusetts, uh, where, where I'll be for this semester. Um, uh, well, for my final fall semester, I'm a, a senior in the college class of 2021. Um, uh, I, I'm a government and anthropology major, and, and I really uh, like, well, I focus on, on foreign policy, and I, I'm hoping that GBC can continue to increase its foreign policy, uh, the level of foreign policy conversation that we've, we've had, uh, which has been really, really good, um, especially with the number of, of SFS kids who, who come to our events. Um, they do a really great job of grounding our conversations. Um, I personally, um, I'm, I'm not really moderate. Um, I'm, I'm a, uh, uh, I'm a, I don't know what, what, what's the correct terminology now? Progressive, liberal, leftist. Um, I was a, uh, I was a Warren supporter in the primary. Um, but so kind of the, the reason I bring that up is that if, if you've been to, if, if you've uh, heard my spiel at Cab Fair, you know that one of the things I'm most fond of saying about our club is that uh, you don't have to be a moderate or an independent or even really agree with any views on the other side of the aisle to to be a good bipartisan. Uh, so much of this is about uh, civil discussion and, and open-mindedness. Um, it doesn't mean that you have to change your, your opinions. It just means that you have to be open to, to changing them. Um, and the, the onus is really on uh, you know our colleagues on the other side of the aisle to convince us, right? Um, but we have to be willing to... Uh, to meet each other halfway, and and that's what what really this club is so good at doing, um, you know, kind of may, maybe going out of order. I think that that uh, it's fortunately becoming less of a hot take. It's now like lukewarm at best, but I think that that bipartisanship doesn't have to be a dirty word, um, and and we can. Uh, I, I think that that especially with this uh, you know kind of new direction that that some of the uh, congressional candidates are taking, um, you know, even some of our most uh, liberal and most conservative uh, representatives are able to, to meet with one another and, and kind of, you know, hopefully start to build these, these great friendships that, that we see when we, when we study American history um, with, with politicians on both sides of the aisle. Uh, so hopefully we can get back to that one day. So TJ, uh, are you saying that GBC is gonna go down in history? That's exactly what I'm saying, Moni. Thank you. Uh, that that that's exactly right. Um, right up there with, uh, you know, Ronald Reagan and and Tip O'Neill. We'll have GBC and us sitting here on this uh, Sunday morning uh, on Zoom having our conversation. Um, yeah. Uh, so fall plans, just school. Um, I'm a senior, so applying to uh, to grad schools and and all that is is terribly fun in the most terrible sense of the word. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, just, just lots of, uh, I guess, writing and reading the, the life of a right. Georgetown T student. 
TJ, aren't you, are you pre-law? Is, is that right? Yes, uh, I'm, I'm on the, the, the very unique Georgetown track of being pre-law. <laughs> Super unique. No, no, no. Um, and uh, did you already do your hot take? Uh, well, I did my lukewarm take. Um, okay. I think right. that, uh, well, well uh, in my official capacity, we'll, we'll use the time for that. Right. Oh, and, and your hobby, your quarantine. Hobby. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, this kind of goofy one. I don't know if anyone's played this. There's this board game. It came out like 10 years ago and it's, it's literally called pandemic. Um, it's like the, oh the whole God, idea. Of, yeah, That's no, it's, it's, I had totally, I, so it's goofy. I'll keep the short. It, my sophomore year of high school, I was in this kind of global health themed class. It was, it was like an experimental thing. It was kind of weird. But um, the, the teacher was kind of creating the syllabus as we went. And there was a week where he just totally drew a blank and was like, I have no idea what we're going to do. And so he went to like this, uh, I don't even know what to, how to describe it, but there was this room in the school that had a bunch of games that students could like check out and play during like free periods or lunch or whatever. And there were six boxes of pandemic and he took him back to the classroom and said, we're going to play pandemic for a week. And I like had compartmentalized that memory and totally forgotten this game existed. And then when everything started to happen in March, I was like, huh, if there only there was something topical that, that I could waste time doing. And I, uh, <clears throat> I found this game again. And, and so it's, it's been a wonderful way to waste time over the summer. It's like collaborative. It's like we're working together. Right? Yeah. Really see co cooperation. We, we love to see it in the bipartisan coalition. Nice. Love it. Love it. Um, that's great. Okay. Uh, why don't we go with uh, Tyler? Yeah. Well, first, I'd just like to thank TJ for making every single answer bipartisan themed. That was really impressive. <laughs> you, 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 you learn how to practice that being in this club. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, my name is Tyler Van Patten. I'm a sophomore in the college. I'll be studying political economy and statistics. Uh, and I'm originally from Burlington, Wisconsin, which is where I will be for this fall semester. So I'm back home on the farm and also taking Georgetown classes, which is a weird mix. Uh, my political orientation, I like to describe myself as a Democrat with the bullcrap cut out. Um, I was raised very conservative in a very conservative part of the country. And a lot of those principles are still there. You know, the heavy constitutionalism, libertarianism, uh, Proud patriot, let's, you know, all go. that jazz. <laughs> Libertarians. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I've also realized that principles don't always solve problems. Um, and there, there's a certain amount that you have to be, be flexible and be able to actually meet the challenge of the day in a way that strict principle ideology can't always do. Uh, and that's kind of what drew me into this club in the first place, too. So uh, I, I guess I, I'm coming from a conservative point of view, but with a lot of the goals that would typically be uh, associated with the left. So I'm a weird mix uh, political orientation wise. My, uh, my quarantine hobby, um, right now actually I am, uh, I'm building a desk. So I've taken up a bit of woodworking. Uh, there's a national desk shortage. I don't know if you know about that. With all the kids going back to school, there are like no desks available. Um, and my girlfriend needs a desk, so I got called in. <laughs> called into duty. <laughs> yes, yes. 
Yeah, well, that's that's a much better hobby than anybody else so far. <laughs> I've also been playing a lot of Minesweeper, so maybe that's not as productive. <laughs> um, Let's leave it with the desk. You're building a desk. Yeah, I'm building a desk, building a desk. Um, and my hot take, uh, maybe this is a bit of a lukewarm take, but coffee tastes better without cream. No. Yeah. No, you're That's right. Thank you. Correct. I agree. No. Black coffee tastes terrible. That's not a hot take. A lot of people do that. Well, I don't know. It's, it's just a, a bad take. take. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the right it's take. It's just a bad Tyler. take. No. It's correct. I appreciate it. Thank you for speaking the truth. Thank you. I love that this got this got the most contention. I I <laughs> <laughs> this was the hot take that got the most legalize no, all no drugs got like lukewarm contention. Was this got yeah. This got everyone the was dumbstruck by yours, Sanjay. No one knew how to react. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> uh, all right, that's a good. That's a good one, Tyler. Um, okay, uh, Danny, you want to go up next? Yeah. What's up, guys? My name is Daniel Roca. Um, I'm director of campus affairs at GBC. And I'm from Brooklyn, New York. I'm a sophomore in the college who's probably going to double major in government and economics, but who knows? You know, I'm still deciding. Uh, my political orientation is conservative. I say that comes down to the fact that, like, my parents and my family came from the Soviet Union. So, you know, I was kind of raised with the principles of, like, a lot of government doesn't always end that well. A lot of, like, ideas that might promise a lot of things, they don't always end well. Um, but at the same time, I really am someone who I think is pragmatic and I love to listen to other people and just not even debate, but discuss ideas. And I do think there's a lot of value in friendly debates that, of course, like there's a way to debate people and discuss issues without insulting each other or getting angry. Um, so that's really why I like GBC and why I joined. And I found it really interesting and a great environment to just talk with people, uh, have a good time and have serious conversations about different issues. Um, my quarantine hobby is kind of boring, but I started playing video games. Like last time I played video games, was like seventh, seventh, eighth grade. And then I stopped in high school. So like during quarantine, I was like, I'm, I'm like a kid again. I'll like get on the phone with my friends. We get on Call of Duty and we're just yelling at each other. And it was a good time. It's a good time. My mom, my mom said it's enough though. School started. I just stopped. Um, my fall plans, I'm home. Uh, I have an internship and I'm taking classes. So like everyone else, just virtually on your computer all day and hot take. I mean, everything I say ends up being a hot take or something. Every other thing I say something that people, I would say hot take, let's go politically. Okay. Mike Bloomberg is the man. Okay. If he was the democratic nominee, he would have won in a landslide. Okay. I was saying this. So my, and he was a great mayor of New York city. Everyone hates him. Because Elizabeth Warren said, like, some really bad things about him that were unsubstantiated, TJ, okay? But I would say my favorite Republican is Chris Christie. That's my guy. Bridge, the bridge thing. That's really? a little... <laughs> What'd you say? Sorry. Really? Yes, yeah. Come you on. had so many others. There's so many great Republicans. You picked Chris Mitt Romney, Ronald ball. Reagan. No, no, I agree with Danny. How many millions of dollars did Mike Bloomberg spend on four delegates? How, how much was it again? It was. He, he, he's like, he worked hard for that money. He can use it. No, Ronald Reagan, that's my guy, actually. In fifth grade, I was like obsessed with him. 
So like, and to this, to this day, when I see people from elementary school, they don't even say my name. They're like Ronald Reagan. That's just, so I was known like that. All right. I'm done. That's hilarious. Now. That's hilarious. Uh, well, I actually kind of agree with you with Bloomberg. Like I, I think, but I think the, the bar is so low that like, if this person were the democratic nominee, they would win in the landslide. That bar is like not, not super high. Uh, I mean, also, to be fair, you guys would think that the best Democratic nominee is literally like a person that was a Republican like four years ago. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. kind of tracks. Correct. <laughs> yeah, kind of true. Um, okay, uh, Claire, you want to go up next? Yeah, um, so I'm Claire. Um, I am the Director of Communications for GBC. I'm from the Boston area, like 30 minutes outside. Um, I'm a junior in the college studying psychology and statistics. So I'm a little bit like not as much <laughs> um, studying politics as it being like a hobby and something that I think everybody should be um, interested in, even if you're not necessarily um, going into a position um, or a career that focuses on politics. Um, my political orientation is, I think, as TJ said, progressive, liberal. Um, I think recently I've gotten pushed a lot farther left um, than I used to be. I think I used to be a little bit more moderate. Um, but again, I definitely believe in the um, value of having these open conversations because I think I've learned the most about the other side and about political issues in general um, through my time at GBC. Um, and it's kind of funny, I think like, the liberals are like in the solid minority on this board, which is uncommon on a college campus, but um, it's a good, it's a good experience um, for us to have. Um, my fall plans, I am living in Vermont with a bunch of Georgetown friends quarantining in a house and hiking and um, hanging out, uh, doing online classes. Um, I'm working in a psychology lab, so similar to everyone else um, in like internship just on the computer all day um, and my quarantine hobby well so I would have said biking because I've been biking a lot but yesterday I got in a bike accident and like hurt my knee so um, probably not gonna be biking for a bit but um, it was a lot of fun while it lasted maybe in a few weeks I'll pick it back up again um, and I don't know about a hot take I guess sticking with the um, like food genre that really like incited people. Um, I like hate watermelon. It's like disgusting to me, and it seems like weird because it seems inoffensive, but it's like really disgusting. <laughs> so yeah, isn't it just no contention like, there? I see that. Yeah, yeah are you, watermelon. Are you sure you've been eating watermelon? Or... Watermelon's like it's sweet. It tastes like, it's refreshing. The texture is like, oh yeah, it's really bad. I think I, I hate like flavored water too. So I think maybe it's something like the slight flavor is just like, yeah, not it. Wow, hot take. Wow, wow. I agree. I kind of agree with, but okay, okay. Actually, I don't think that I don't think the liberals are totally the minority in the board. I think like they're in the like the slight minority. I think I counted it up the other day. That's, me, TJ, Diego, Grace. Tyler. Oh. And Grace. Tyler sorta. Tyler's like a Tyler, I'm putting you in that in that bucket. Come on. You, come on. Tyler on. is to okay. the left. TJ I'll be the right most awesome. of the left. How about that? Yeah, that's true. That's okay. true. 
he's yeah he's the right most of the left but i think he still counts as left but the other thing and, to keep in mind is tj and diego are going to graduate and then and monique mm-hmm. is well soon <laughs> i hope i appreciate the reminder I know. monique is definitely going to oh, graduate but there's something that- will too that's monique <laughs> Claire? I'm sorry. Sorry. You there? Yeah, you there? Your Wi-Fi just kind of. Okay. Oh. Okay. Um. All right. Anyway. Um. So. Yeah. Um. Uh, Diego, you you want to go? Yeah. Sure. Hopefully, my Wi-Fi does not give out. Um. Yeah, so I'm Diego um, de la Torre. I'm a vice, vice president, not a vice president, the vice president for GBC. Uh, my hometown is uh, El Paso, uh, Texas, uh, known for mountains and Beto, basically. Um, I'm a senior in the SFS studying foreign policy, as many SFSers do. Um, but also my focus recently, these past like year and a half has been a lot on immigration issues, um, just because that's growing up on the border. That's really what, what you live through every day. So that's been a really particular, like strong area of interest for me. Um, political orientation, uh, definitely on the left. Uh, I was a Bernie supporter in 16 and then I was, uh, Warren to Bernie in 20, um, so yeah, you can definitely say it. If anything, if if the Trump administration has done anything, it is it's definitely radicalized me. Uh, so there's that going on for me. <laughs> um, in terms of like things that I'm doing this fall, um, class. I've applied to like a bajillion different internships, but because everyone and their mother has applied to internships this, because they're all remote, I have heard back from exactly three of those. Um, two of those were rejections, and one of them was like, well, actually, it's not. It wasn't an outright rejection. It was kind of like a well, I don't know if we're hiring anymore for this position, but we'll let you know if we are. So that's great. I should hear back from another one like next week and hopefully that one I'll get. It's like a, a fellowship um, with Voto Latino. So trying to engage the Latinx vote, like get more participation um, on from my community. So that's cool. Um, oh God. One thing that I took up in, I mean, season one of quarantine really, but like when Animal Crossing came out, I was all about, that life I played daily I got my island to five stars and then these past two months I have just kind of let it drop by the wayside um but it was Animal Crossing it's so nostalgic it was was so much fun I literally had so much fun playing Animal Crossing this is my first Animal Crossing game on the Switch so I was just having a great time it was so relaxing just going out to the river and like casting your line and just fishing and it's 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 so much fun I had so much fun um on a slightly different note, though, I think my hot take is that, um, and this is like this is going to be a really hot take, but basically every president uh, after World War II ended has committed war crimes, and we're just kind of okay with that um, because American exceptionalism. So that's my hot take. Uh, I'm sure I see some faces that are not too pleased with that, so I know I am going to get pushed back, but I stand by it. Do you want to elaborate a bit more? Yeah, define okay, war I mean, crimes okay, here. <laughs> during the Cold War, during the Cold War, presidents would illegally fund genocide in the in the name of, of fighting Soviet Russia, which we can argue the merits of fighting Soviet Russia. But when you have a president that's like declaring a war on drugs, then importing cocaine 
and uh, using that money from the imported cocaine to fund cartels and to fund genocide in, you know, uh, South America. That's that's a little problematic, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, and that's just like one example. Basically, I maybe maybe I would say I don't know that much about Jimmy Carter's legacy, so I don't know much about him. But also, I would just say, you know, I think that every president that has been in, especially since the end of the Second World War has committed some sort of international war crime. And again, we're just kind of okay with that because the U.S. is the U.S. and everyone's kind of like, they'll do what they'll do. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. I have a feeling my hot take, it doesn't seem so hot now, huh, guys? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, no, yours is still the hottest. <laughs> damn it. All right, fine. Um... <laughs> Okay, uh, Maya, you want to go? Yeah, hi, my name is Maya. Um, I am a sophomore in the college. I'm studying um, mathematics and political economy. I'm from Winnetka, the north suburbs of Chicago, and within the board, I'm the director of membership. Um, My plans for this fall, well, I'll be flying down to D.C. in a few weeks to live with friends and do classes um, politically. So... I'm an independent, pretty conservative otherwise, um, maybe like a 2012 Republican with like gun control sprinkled in. I don't know. I really like Romney. Um, what else? That's a big uh, thing on this board. I'm just going to know. <laughs> Liking Romney, um, just going to say that. Yeah, no, I actually, I've met Romney virtually. So that's my, that's my claim to fame um yeah didn't you didn't you ask a question at the thing at the... i asked a question about bipartisanship oh nice i did yeah. it too i asked him about like the future of the republican party that was fun he did uh, he was not hopeful just a side note <laughs> <laughs> so grace and i kind of rival each other on um the spot for the most centrist of the board i don't know if that's changed since getting new board members and like but I would love to revisit that. Um, what about Tyler? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, my hot take is probably that if you have to take your coffee with sugar, you should just order your hot chocolate and go. Yes. Yes, Maya. Yes. Yes. Not going to lie, I do that about half the time. So I actually agree with you. <laughs> Uh, okay, fine. Wait, did you do your quarantine hobby? Maya? Yeah, no, I haven't did my quarantine hobby. Uh, I guess, like, cooking a lot. I've been cooking and baking a lot. I know that's not really unique. I know it's be vanilla, but that's what I've been doing. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, and then finally, Grace. You want to go? Hi, so yeah, I'm Grace Eggleston. I'm the Director of External Affairs or Off-Campus Affairs, however you please. Um, I'm a sophomore in the SFS. I plan to major in international political economy and maybe even minor in German following Monique's footsteps. I, um, I live in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. And that's where I'm going to be this fall. I'm also going to be taking intensive German and interning at a lobbyist firm. My quarantine hobby, I've been 
sewing a good bit, baking a good bit. Got some heavy kind of like little house on the prairie vibes going on. Um, I am a registered independent, but <laughs> given the the kind of dynamics of the Republican Party, we'll probably be voting Democratic for the foreseeable future. Um, let's see. What's next? A hot take? Yeah. Okay. Hot take. Yeah. I don't know. Well, honestly, I think, Sanjay, you keep talking about your one. I feel like the drugs thing is kind of old news. The hotter take is you talking about day trading on a GPC Zoom call. Um, That's like the least hot take. Like so many people I know took up day trading. Someone needed to call him out for that. Thank you, Grace. Yeah, seriously. I was listening. I was like, Sanjay, are you seriously? Anyway, um, I don't know if I have a hot take, but kind of like a up-and-coming figure issue in politics that I have my eye on is Donald Trump Jr. I think that depending on what happens in November and when kind of Donald Trump becomes less of an active figure and more of a legacy figure, I think that we really need to keep our eye on Donald Trump, old Donnie Trump Jr., who's really a rising star in the Republican party and has been able to connect to Donald Trump's base in ways that other um, people kind of in his team haven't. So, yeah, I don't know if that's hard enough for you guys. Maybe it's just kind of tepid, but that's my take. I want to jump in with a uh, an unrequested short anecdote where I was flying from New York to DC and I was waiting to board my plane and like the boarding time came and went and like nothing was happening. And then like, as everyone's starting to get irritated, um, all these guys in suits like push past us with somebody in the middle and they like board the plane. And then 15 minutes later we get to board. And like, I walk down like, like through the first class section and like, I look to my right and there's like Donald Trump Jr. Just like chilling there with like all of his secret service taking up all the seats in first class. And then like, I go, you know, you know, to the back and like, I'm sitting on the aisle and I look forward and um, there's like this kind of, like a little mini commotion or like what, you know, the equivalent of a commotion on an airplane. And it's like two flight attendants who are trying to help him because he somehow got his tray table stuck, like in this weird vertical sticking out position and they can't get it to go back in. So I don't know what he did, but he mangled his tray table so badly, like before we even took off that it took like the entire flight crew to get it back in place. So yes, yeah, so let's watch for out America. for this guy. That's amazing. He destroyed his political career with that story there tj pretty embarrassing that is yeah, some hit comical. me up newsweek i've, I've uh, you know tj when the time comes post. you got to testify against that absolutely <laughs> that is like I, the I have a picture I'll, I'll send it to you guys <laughs> you took a picture yeah That's it's awesome. like it's it, like i had to zoom in quite a bit and so it's like kind of grainy but you can see it's it's like the back of his head and like two flight attendants <laughs> like wrestling with this piece of plastic that's amazing that's amazing Wow. Un- unrequested, but appreciated anecdote. Oh, that's hilarious. All right. Um, yeah. So, okay. So I had, a, I have just sort of five general questions just, just for the group. Anyone who wants to talk can talk and, um, and then we can, we can end it after that. Um, uh, yeah. So the first one is I, I do want to just get a general sense. I think, I think overall we're a pretty evenly split board, right? I mean, I'm just counting it up. I mean, we're about 50, 50, right? I mean, like, to the right, it's like me, like me, Maya, 
Mateo, Monique, and Danny, right? And then to the left is Diego, TJ, Tyler, Claire, and Grace, right? I would say that's so we're yeah. I think we just front loaded the conservatives. Like Mitt Romney and less Romney. Yeah, that can actually be Mitt Romney does need to be included. I don't think there's anybody on our board who really has beef with Mitt Romney. I have beef with Mitt Romney. All right. Okay. There's that. Okay. We're just we're just we're just we're just gonna skate on past that. Yeah. Well, but but I think that we have some 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 kind of pretty far far left people, myself included. Um, but we we don't really have like you know the the kind of arch conservative side. I think that that we kind of maybe maybe there are uh, you know Tyler we're putting on the Democrat side, but I think is is pretty close to a centrist. Um, but we we've yeah. I listened to that gun control uh, podcast. You are not. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just. Yeah. Say. Yeah. yeah. I think that's we, actually we right. a, on that on that podcast. I was like the most liberal person on, on the podcast yeah. about gun control, at least. But I think we, we definitely Sandra, you've have... never picked a gun before. Yeah, I'm. Well, maybe that's why. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. But but I think we have a pretty wide spectrum, both kind of you know party wise, but also I think belief wise. It sounds like you know, the majority of us have a pretty substantial hot take that, that goes against the grain for our, you know, our partisan affiliation. Um, the one thing we don't have is like a true, like unregistered independent, I think. That's something that we still haven't. Although I don't think there are that many at Georgetown, but, but somebody who truly will not join one party or the other. I mean, who here hasn't registered for a party? I haven't. I haven't, oh. and I just turned 18 about three weeks ago. Oh, well, right. Yeah, that, I don't I, that's all I know. Tyler is really young. He's, like, easily the youngest person on this podcast <laughs> or in the board. Maya, I didn't know that. So so you're, you're – so never mind. I take it back. We, we, well, we have an independent, but kind of a, a sort of partisan independent then. Yeah. Okay. Nice. nice. Maya, did you, did you vote in the Illinois primary? Yes, because you don't need to register in the Illinois primaries for a party. You can vote uh, either way. Okay, interesting. Oh. Just, just curious. That's interesting. Wow. Wow. This actually leads into my, my next question, which was who's our most left-leaning member and who's our most right-leaning member, do we think? Well, left-leaning would have to be a toss-up between Diego or TJ. I think yeah. it's probably Diego. Our, our leadership is, it Diego? is far left. I think it's Diego. I was never, I've, I've never been a Bernie supporter and Diego mm. has been twice. And I'll do okay. it again. <laughs> said, I'll do it again. <laughs> He's too old, man. If he runs again, that's it. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, he's really old now. <sighs> Uh, okay, and then who who would be our most right leaning member? It would definitely be less right leaning than Diego is left leaning, but who would be the most? Do we think? It might be Danny. Yeah, it's between is Mateo it? and Danny. I feel like. Yeah. Well, if you count Actually, Will, Mateo, he put his political compass. I have the exact same one too. I'm just barely right wing but when I take the eyes it all the tests are flawed in some way so yeah, I don't really trust any one of them 
but the I side with Tess put me at almost 90% Republican. So I don't know. It, it's, mm. it's up in the that air. That seems like an indicator. What, will yeah. <laughs> be farther right? I think Brandon. Will is. But he's yeah. Right, so. Is Will still in the, yeah. the club? Senior advisor. Yes, he's another. He's he's a secondary senior advisor. He helps Mateo with some of the treasury stuff. Right. I like your use of secondary. As, a, as opposed to a primary. primary. <laughs> exactly. You know what? We put Monique right at the front. In fact, Monique's now the new leader of the club. She she's number one. I've been vying for power since the very start. Monique, I think, is the only one to to attempt to introduce articles of impeachment at any point in, the, in our club's history. So, well, people need to be aware of their options, especially when we have arguably a dictator. <laughs> Ouch! Well, benevolent dictator. Damn. Benevolent dictator. Dictator that calls me old and <laughs> the entire new membership. I, I just want to go on the record for our new members and say I did not mean to call Monique old. I just kind of, you know, did. It just sort of happened. Just out. That's amazing. Um, okay, well, that's hilarious. Actually, that actually transitions pretty well to the next question, which is who's been on the board the longest and who's been on the board sort of for the least amount of time? I think me and Tyler have definitely been on the board for the least amount of time, right? We got elected. Yeah, that's, at the same that, time. Well, that's, that's just objectively true. So, so these two were just elected at the end of, of spring semester 2020. Um, uh, just for, in terms of the longest, I think Diego and I have been on the board for exactly the same amount of time. Mm -hmm. We, uh, we, I think our first like board event was that dinner freshman year, wasn't it? Uh, actually, no, I think if you, if you joined freshman year, then I, I was sophomore year cause I ended up helping Gilbert with what was, what was supposed to be like the policy, like round the policy thing that he wanted to do. It didn't end up working. Um, so I've been on on the board since sophomore year. So I think TJ, you you take the you take okay. the. Huh, okay, maybe. Well, we we we've done we well in in normal semesters we've gone and done a board uh, dinner kind of to welcome the new members, um, and and that's always been a, a blast because um, we we normally know everybody, but it's an opportunity to to kind of build that more personal relationship, which I think defines our board. Um, so I, I guess that we, we maybe then the dinner I'm thinking of was the, the fall uh, sophomore year one. Um, but you, you, I think you came to events freshman year, didn't you? Yeah, I, I did come to, I, I was, I came to events freshman year, freshman spring, but I wasn't officially on the board until sophomore fall. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. Okay. And um, second to last question. Um, what is, what do people feel about our relationship to GUCD and GUCR? Like how would we, for people who are just sort of, you know, don't, you know, are new to Georgetown, what would you characterize our relationship as and any experience that we've had? I think we kind of act as a liaison between the two a lot of the time and just like a place to like foster dialogue. I think that Maya definitely makes a good point um, that, that uh, kind of our liaison role is uh, is probably the, the the number one aspect of our relationship with them. Um, you know, kind of as people probably know, uh, liberals and conservatives don't always get along, and and their flashpoints throughout the year. Um, and so, you know, just 
last year alone, uh, you know, I, I think our board had a couple emergency sessions where something happened on campus and and statements were being sent out and, and, and posted and social media was going crazy about something that had happened. And we had to find a way to get the leadership for Democrats and Republicans in the same room and talking and, and understanding that, <clears throat> you know, nine times out of 10, these are just misunderstandings. And um, <clears throat> I think that, that we do a good job uh, in, in sort of I don't know, dealing with that more personal side of things uh, that kind of people get caught up in their titles and, you know, uh, you know, I'm speaking for college Democrats, I'm speaking for college Republicans. And, you know, it's, it's a lot easier when you can just call someone by their first name and talk about the class he had together. Um, and, you know, something that, that really is, is I think, uh, super common at Georgetown. I mean, I, I think that a lot of us have had classes with our counterparts on, on the Democrat and Republican boards and, and having that personal connection allows us to our job all the better. Uh, but we also do our own independent stuff and, and and we have them kind of join us for our events as well. I feel like we're like trustworthy, you know, like when we're working with GUCD and GUCR, they kind of trust what we're doing because they know that we have people balancing um, our positions and what we're doing. So it's never, we're never really going to be in a position based on how we've set up the club and we've set up the board to sort of have any sort of opinions or make any sort of decisions that are aggressively partisan because we have people like we have like kind of a safety net put in that would stop that and so i feel like we're taken pretty seriously and our contributions are appreciated because it's already kind of been filtered in that way which i think is super valuable to have yeah yeah definitely um okay and then for the final question um how are people feeling about our sort of transition to a virtual fall and i don't i don't mean i mean the club how are we you know how do people feel about you know each of our roles kind of being done virtually and, and what the club is going to look like this fall because i think there's some confusion about that um among oh, yeah. some people. some roles are easier to take on virtually than others like i can do virtual roundtables, but i don't know how you guys are going to do virtual off-campus events yeah, that's one of, one of the things that GBC working like, on it. Working on like, it. One of the ones we like to one of the things we like to do is, I mean, obviously take people to field trips and such, but also, I um, mean, to act as like, tying it back to the previous question, we like to act as a mediator between GUCD and GUCR, which means also we do a fair number of social events with them just to get to know each other better and like to introduce a kind of sense of community between all clubs on campus, and that's definitely way harder to do online because it's one thing to host like a get together at a you know at a bill b or like at a townhouse where people can actually interact and kind of go around and talking to other people but when you're sitting in front of your computer talking to a panel of like just a bunch of different faces with no way to kind of like move in and out of conversation it makes it a whole lot harder to like make like build that sense of community i think so that's one of the challenges that we're trying to navigate and trying to see how we overcome that yeah, definitely. I can at least say that uh, my role is affected, and I appreciate that. Um, like, the consensus can be read, like, just as easily as it could be before. Um, and I'd say the podcast is really only, like, existing because of um, the pandemic, to be honest with you, probably. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, if uh, anything, Sanjay, I feel like your role might have been 
like lockdown has kind of been a gift in disguise for like refurbishing that role and how we approach the consensus. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I really plan to sort of revamp the consensus and, and make it um, a bigger part of the club this fall, both, you know, the podcast version, but the written version too. Um, I think it has a ton of potential. Um, yeah. And if I can just, just jump in really quickly, Sanjay, um, you know, and, and, and not to try and sound like a, I don't know, like a high school coach or something, but uh, something that, that I'm, I'm really excited about is the way that, that I think that a lot of the board and in particular Sanjay has, uh, Sanjay has, has viewed sort of what I think a lot of people are seeing as a setback. Um, you know, of course we'd all prefer to be on campus as, as an opportunity to do things that maybe we couldn't have done before. Um, you know, we have a podcast right now that has 10 people uh, on a Zoom call uh, you know, you can't have 10 people sit in a room together and, and you know, have good, quali- you know, reasonable quality audio and, and have people stay on topic and focused and even get to the room at the same time. Um, but, but kind of, I think, you know, Sanjay realized that Zoom offers you that, that functionality um, and, and, you know, kind of sending cold e- or cold texts at, you know, 11 at night saying, oh my gosh, I just had this great idea. Uh, look, you know, what if we do that? You know, that's happened with with pretty much everyone on the board at this point over over the last couple of months. And so I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sad that that we're not going to be able to do our, you know, our, our first trip to the Capitol to welcome new students to D.C., uh, that we can't go to the Supreme Court and, and you know, uh, allegedly lose kids on the way to the Pentagon, uh, like, you know, may have happened. We in lost the past. kids on the way back. On the way back, I'm sorry. Made it there, no issues. They'd already done it one way, so they could figure their way back. They were lost somewhere on the metro. It was unrelated. They were on their own at that point. It happens. But as sad as it is that that we're not going to be able to to do things like that, um, I'm really excited to see how how kind of all of us, uh, both board members and general members, are able to adapt and and view this as a positive, um, not just a negative. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And I appreciate that TJ. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the way I've been viewing it. Um, oh. um, but yeah. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for, for, um, for your time. Really appreciate it. I think uh, this is a good episode and, and a good way to get to know everyone. Um, yeah. All right. Awesome. Thanks.